Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of Casting a Spotlight. It has been 10 episodes since our first guest. Brings a tear to my eye, man. Yeah, I know. How, like, how do you, 20 episodes. How do you feel since uh, since our first guest, anyway? It's been, no, I, it's I been feel half like our it's so crazy to actually think of even the fan progression, the page progression, and the amount of people we've had in yeah. since since that moment. Because that was months ago, looking back. It now. was late October when yeah. we brought Sauce in to be the first guest. And since then, we've had six guests, and we've had a good time in here. It's picking up. It's picking up steam, I think. People are talking about it, wanting to be, you know, involved or yeah. at least promoting for us or just doing things. Like the, yeah, I told you, the Uber driver that gave me his business card uh, about it the other yeah. day and stuff like that. He's just like, hey, maybe we could do some business together. So, I mean, we could talk to some people and reach out for some more sponsors. We got Anchor sponsoring us still. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to get some sponsors, though. Yeah, for sure. I, it would be beneficial for the podcast. and it would it, We would be taken more seriously, I think, in general. It's like it's fun, but if we can see progress with it, it's like, you know, I welcome all the progress we can make with it. It's fun it's, bringing different people in It is crazy, here. though, to think because, you know, when you first start doing it, the first few episodes, there's like... There's no gain to it besides your personal gain. You're like, damn, yeah. I feel like that was that was pretty good. Yeah. Even though only five people are gonna hear this, that <laughs> that was pretty good. But like, if you really do, like, we're only at 20 episodes, and like I said, you can actually already almost feel a little more energy around it and a little yeah. more attention. Like, if you do keep at it, you will see something yeah. eventually. Even if we took like when we took a month, uh, basically off between 16 and 17. Uh, it lost. It, it gave some people time to catch up on the prior episodes and everything from last year. And after that, when we went off with 17, and then we brought guests in for 18 and 19, Justin and Adam, it just kind of, it's just been rolling ever since then. Every, every episode's been gaining more viewership and people are talking about it a little more. So it's exciting news, yeah, honestly. I felt confidently about those episodes. Not that, like, I've loved every guest that we've had in here and, like, yeah. it's been a good time and I've loved talking to them. But, like, personally, just with me, I felt a little more confident, I feel like, in the last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. Lately, like, there's, there's sure. times where I can't even listen to yeah. some of these podcasts just because, like, there there's just times where I don't want to hear myself talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> like hearing other people talk about it. And yeah, it feels better too if you are like you get a little self conscious about the way you come off, and they listen to it and they don't you know have anything bad to say about it and they're like oh yeah you know I'm enjoying them, and people want to guest spot and stuff like that. My personal head, it's so funny. So I'm like, <clears throat> everybody notices these things that I notice too. Everybody's just like, can kind of, uh, they're not as hung up about the things as I am. Like, yeah, that's the what I think about it. Yeah. Well, look at the technical difficulty we had <laughs> last yeah. episode. Little little things can go wrong, but everyone knows that people aren't perfect. But we can, you know, we've and consistency. We're, we're so we're so young and doing this. Like this is yeah. early. Consistency on, has kept us in the game. And while a lot of people are like, "You guys have been doing this a while," it's like, yeah, it's like. But if you break it down, we've. I mean, we've been doing a few episodes a month, but we could be doing a lot more. We just, you know. Um, do, we do what we can when we can yeah. and we get them out but I think it's well balanced you can't like you know bludgeon and like assassinate people with content back to back to back date you know if you haven't had enough happening to talk about too like we have schedules to work out and stuff like that with guests and hopefully here soon though we are putting out more content other than even just the podcast like we are yeah, we yeah. are starting to put out 
there will you know, be the regular episode, and then might as well beat them to death with content, right? Hopefully, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, as far as like full fledged hour long conversations, yeah, like yeah, these, we can only get. To, you know what I'm saying? That's why, like, about a week, once yeah, a week is yeah. good for that. It's good for the time being while we're still. Um, getting or when on, we can, yeah, I, get on the same page about it. Even you know, little I would. With like podcasts, it almost feels like a little more than a week in between. Yeah, is almost a little better than a little less than a week because if it's a little less, then a lot of people haven't even listened to the last episode. Yeah, it takes before the new one comes yeah. out. I think we've averaged probably like nine or ten days per episode in like a lot of circumstances, mm. and uh, at least when we shoot, like some of them have been posted later to like spread them out a little bit. Um, but it's it's going well. Yeah. Going really well. The the good, the bad, and the shits has been uh, been praised lately. I've heard different. It people. is one of those things where it's so good because anything can get brought up. That is the the kind of game or I don't know what you even call it a segment in the show. I guess that's good a segment like where you are kind of allowed to bring whatever you want into the conversation. Yeah. So you can take the conversation where you want it. It opens it opens up a lot of doors. It's just kind of funny when the conversation goes so off the rails, and then we're like, "Okay, so was that overrated, underrated, or fair?" <laughs> and uh, you're brought back to what you're talking about in the first place. Because that is one of the hardest parts of a podcast. In reality, is like we both have so many notes of shit that we yeah. would like to talk about, but like it is kind of finding the a good natural conversation transitioner to be able to get to the point of talking about what you want to. Yeah. Like you don't want to just randomly bring something up when you're talking about something entirely different. Yeah. Even if you're like, man, I'd like to talk about this. Like you don't want it to just seem weird and out of place. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's good. Like so that's to, what good, the bad, and the shits is good for is you can throw any weird, strange, out of the place shit into that. Oh yeah, and it's totally like that's what's encouraged. Yeah. Like outside the box thinking about different <laughs> subjects, like. Topics that we wouldn't bring up like every day, you know what I mean? And you just, it just is out there, and then you're constantly thinking about stories. And as it relates to you, um, most people enjoy it. I feel like it's just, it's just cool because a lot of, like a lot of people, like everyone can feel welcome to do that segment because it's so free for all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think the freedom about what the conversation could bring is just, is just neat. It's just cool. Um, Hell, we can start off with that if you want to. Yeah, we haven't done it at the beginning in a long minute. Yeah, it's so. been a while. We got a movie review coming later as well. Yeah. Movie recap review. Pool Hall Junkies and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's going to be interesting. We got Elijah to watch a pool film. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll talk about it. Werewolves of London, also from a pool movie. See, that was, that was what I said about the beginning of uh, that song earlier is yeah. like we just played the intro the dun 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 yeah dun 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 dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs> so like when you just hear that part it's like am i listening to werewolves of london or sweet home alabama yeah people probably wouldn't have known what that intro was they just said oh, werewolves of london. yeah i get yeah, that too we can hop into um the segment yeah sounds good to me you want to go first i can i think i went first the last couple times let me pull it up here. Let's see what you got. Episode 20. This is also round 15 of the Good, the Bad, and the Shits. All right, let's start it out uh, right out the gate. What do you think about Cantaloupe? <laughs> um, I'm not talking about not getting married. I'm talking about the melon. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably underrated, to be honest. Really? I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, it's it's not. I don't think it's my favorite fruit, but it's it's good. See, there's I'm, so many melons that are underrated. Like everybody yeah. just thinks about watermelon. Nobody thinks about honeydews. Nobody thinks about cantaloupes. I think, I think watermelon is really good. I think artificial watermelon flavors are not good. Mm. Like later on, you'll probably hear me bitch about like strawberry flavor with one of my topics. It's that's not my topic, but like yeah. you'll it'll be brought up. Um, like where they just. They could choose any flavor, but yet they make whole boxes of strawberry artificial shit. It's like, is that the cheapest flavor? It's like, I have had this one so many times in my life, I don't fucking want it. It's like, give me something else. It's like, strawberry is one of the top flavors. It is. Strawberry grape. And strawberries might be the best fruit. Strawberries, blueberries. I've mixed in a little fruit still. Been eating, actually, pineapple and shit too. Oranges aren't bad, but I just really like the straight-up juice out of an orange. Like, if I'm going to eat the actual orange, the juice from the orange is good, but the the orange itself isn't great. But I don't like orange juice as much as apple juice. That's what's weird. Yeah. Is the actual juice straight from the orange? Fantastic. But you apple put, juice is better than orange juice to me. If you put pulp in your orange juice, you might as well get the fuck out. So those people with extra pulp, it's like you're eating a meal. That's not a drink. Yeah. You gotta chew your drink. It's Slimy not a fucking drink. <laughs> what the fuck? Swallowing fucking loogies. That's, yeah, that's, uh, I don't wanna do that. Doesn't sound super, uh, that usually seems like a grandma, grandpa thing to get, like, extra pulp. And, and I got juice. the pulp! <laughs> it does seem like that, though. I think my grandma drinks some pulp. What is she thinking? She's old, man. That's what she's thinking. <laughs> they don't do anything like we do. That's It's weird, but old people and young people are... We lived a very different lives all around. Yeah. Personally, though, to me, cantaloupe, not a fan, really. No? I like watermelon and honeydew more. I like most fruits, honestly. I don't, I've never really eaten a lot of pears. They weren't just really ever around. Never really experimented. Oh shit, dropping shit already, the 20th episode. <laughs> so, I guess I'll hit you with something here. So you said underrated for I'm gonna say good underrated. old cantaloupe? It's not the best, but I would say underrated. I think it's I think it's quality enough. Alright. Frodo Baggins. What do I think of Frodo? Yeah, Frodo Baggins. We were talking about Lord of the Rings like last week or something like that. And uh, you thought I was dissing Frodo. Um... <laughs> Maybe it was. Well, here's the thing. He was one of the most important parts of the Lord of the Rings, because, you know, he fucking had the ring. <laughs> yeah. But, like... He had to get into Mordor. He wasn't one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. Like, his character wasn't one of the show stealers, necessarily. But I stick up for him. It's funny because I only stick up for him a lot because I'm like, <laughs> hey, we're fucking name twins. There's not a lot of fuckers out there named Elijah. Elijah Wood. Gotta stand up for Frodo the Elijahs Baggins. out there. I think Bilbo Baggins is more of a hard ass than Frodo. Yeah, when you learn, like, a lot of Bilbo's story, you know, was earlier on and shit, but, like, when yeah. you learn a lot of Bilbo's, he was, you know, he was the original conquester with that shit as yeah, a hobbit. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm quite ready for another adventure. He's like 150 by then. 
He didn't even. There was, he did not want to go on that first one. Yeah. But it was like, oh, you're coming. He was in all those dwarves were invited to his house. <laughs> yeah. Just eating all the bullshit. The worst group in the Lord of the Rings that you could have all together in your house. The dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're greedy and hungry and they're just they don't give a trash fuck. shit. They're hilarious though. The dwarves are one of the funnier, funnier ones in the Lord of the Rings. I would say Frodo, though, is... His character in the story might be a little underrated, because a lot of people give him shit, I think. I think that he's, like, the fucking Lord of the Rings story. Yeah, there was, a lot, like, the fucking battles and shit that were obviously the parts that... But the ring was the fucking... You know, it, capsu- it encapsulated the story. Yeah. It was the main conquest was to destroy the ring. At least in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit was, you know, about taking back uh, Erebor. And Gollum was like, give me that shit. Gollum, he was... He you was after Gollum? that ring his whole he was goddamn existence once he found it. Yeah, he was in his cave fucking the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Felt the power, bro. Yeah, I don't know what he did to, like... Turn into a crazy little cave animal. Yeah. Like, over that It possessed him, and he wasn't eating. He was just, like... He was fucked up from it. It just changed his entire appearance. He (laughs) forgot that he ever was a hobbit. It was like drugs. It was... (laughs) That ring turned into crack cocaine. (laughs) To Calum. He destroyed himself with it. That's what I was asking the other day. Like, do you feel more like... Taking in everything into consideration, do you feel more like Gollum's a motherfucker, or like do you actually feel bad for him? But because he has so many opportunities to turn over a new leaf, and he always turns his back. But it is like an addict. It is like an addict thing, though. Where like I think that he's almost so entranced and possessed by the ring that he might. There is a part of him deep down that definitely is still good, and he wants to do the right thing. But he's so like I fucking need this ring that he like can't. He's, he's like, if he, gets saw the, if he gets the opportunity yeah. to, like, turn his back and get it, he'll do it. What state is... Same with, like, <laughs> a meth head. They don't really yeah. want to be a bad person or to hurt their family, but if they get a chance to take their mom's purse and get more meth, which yeah. she's not looking, they might take it. You just, you go off the rails <laughs> and it's hard, you know, I can see it being hard to come back from. But, yeah, I would say... Either fair or underrated. I definitely don't think he's like an overrated character. You don't think so? I don't know. I think that's the popular opinion, but... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I understand his importance. I just, I guess I favored Sam. Sam was a bad motherfucker. He saved I think Frodo's Sam was ass. definitely underrated. Yeah, I think so. He fucking probably... Yeah, Frodo definitely would have died. If Sam wasn't there. Frodo Baggins. Alright. My turn. So what's your what's your final say? I'm gonna say a little underrated. Okay. Okay, fair enough. All right. What do you think about <laughs> keep with the animal vibe? Ostriches. Oh. oh <laughs> those motherfuckers. How are they eaten by an ostrich? Those motherfuckers are scary. Yeah. Bro. They really are. Well. Like, <laughs> damn. Um, and on top of just like 
They're like a prehistoric bird, you know? They're goddamn huge, for one. These things are massive. And they can run over 40 miles an hour. That's impressive. You wouldn't think something built like that would be able to run that fast. Yeah, at a full sprint. Let's see if I can look this up. We'll watch a video. Even though you can't see the video, it's going to be real quick. <laughs> what are you thinking of teaching Astro? 43 miles an hour. This is the top speed. Insane. Alright. Here it is. See this shit. <coughs> Look at this bastard. Look at his legs moving. And they're in a car. Driving 50 kilometers <laughs> an hour. Holy. He's keeping up, man. Oh, shit. Kevin Hart had that skit. Did you ever see that? That where he was like talking about how the day that he got terrified of an ostrich. Yeah. Cause he like, they, he's like, we got in the car. An ostrich chases the car. We got in the car. We started driving. I was like, go, go, go. He's like, we're going like 35 miles an hour. And I'm like, man, we got away. He's like, I look to my side. And this ostrich is running full speed, looking directly at us in the window, like keeping up with the car. Oh my god. <laughs> They're not fucking around, dude. No. Ooh. That's, um, that is the thing, is they are one of those animals, for some reason, just something about them is terrifying. Like, if I don't... If I hop the fence into, like, a little area, and I was like, I wonder what animal's in here, and I saw an ostrich eventually, I would be trying to get the fuck out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> I'm gonna say fair. Fair? Yeah. I don't think everybody knows of their ability, but I um, i don't know. I'm trying to think what else they bring to the table. You know what I mean? Their eggs are huge. Like, hmm. They lay massive eggs. Like, uh, I think alligators, I said underrated. I don't know. I guess it's just because of an interest thing, like how much interest I have learning about an alligator versus maybe like, a, like an ostrich. It just kind of depends on your... On your point of view about animals. See, some of these animals are like, you never think about them being in the wild because they're not around here and shit. Yeah. You see ostriches occasionally, but it's ostrich, yeah, yeah. It's ostrich farms. Yeah. It's not like they're out in the wild. Kind of like emus. Them and emus are very similar. I'll, uh... I can't. I bet you the first person that saw an ostrich, though, and then saw that bastard run, that was one of the scariest things they could probably ever see. Okay. What's your uh, opinion on getting flu shots? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, this is going to sound kind of hypocritical, but I think if you are a kid or you work in an environment where you're around massive groups all the time you should probably be getting them just because that is the easiest way to spread illness and as kids i mean it's just smart like kids get sick so easily yeah yeah their immune systems aren't really built up and they're around each other all the time and there's always sick kids and they don't know how to properly like not to try to be respectful when they're sick. Like, they don't cover their mouths when they sneeze or cough. They're yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to give this to everyone. So, like, as a kid, you definitely should be getting them. I think so, school. too. 
but you're also not in a position where you're going to be able to make the decision on uh, on if you you know getting if you should or shouldn't get them. You don't want them if you knowingly are getting poked to the needle and it's going to hurt and you're not used to the pain like that, like most kids don't want. Yeah, you but don't want one. In retrospect, it's it's definitely a good idea to get no shots. No kid is going to want a damn shot. People got their conspiracies about the coronavirus and shit like that right now. That's part of uh, current news, I guess. Isn't it spread to the U.S. now and shit? Yeah, there was one uh, pretty close. Belleville, Illinois. Pretty yeah, close to us. Yeah, I heard that. But I honestly, this is maybe fucked up for me to say, but I'm not super worried about it. Because it still hasn't killed as many people as the common flu kills a year. It's just like, in my opinion, it is another flu. They yeah. just don't have a vaccine or a shot for it yet that they can treat you, so it seems worse than it is. They're always... Once they get a vaccine, it won't be... It'll just be another strain of sickness. It's just a sickness we don't have a cure for at the moment. Yeah. It's a constant battle to prevent diseases that are brand new, like that are, you know... I mean, it could be a degree of the flu. Like, to be honest, we're not experts, and we don't know. I'm no, not even gonna, no, this I we are This is on. just pure speculation. Like, just looking at how it is. But every every year, there's some type of virus type of thing that goes around. Um, I don't know. This one's getting hard press, and everybody keeps saying, talking about it's the election year and shit like that, but I don't know. What I will say about flu shots, though, is that... I haven't got them in a few years, and this is because, and this is just me as a person, but I got them, you know, I used to get them pretty frequently, and then I got them like a couple years in a row, and I still got sick as fuck yeah. that winter, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I getting these for? Yeah, yeah. And then I've not gotten them a few times, and not gotten sick really at all, and I'm just like... <laughs> Yeah, you're covering one strain, or they're like, and, and every year it's something different. It's like, oh, the flu shot's working a lot this year, and then some years so they're like, the flu shot's not very effective this yeah, year. Yeah. It's like, okay, so, so how, how good really is yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's kind of not a matter of being, you know, at all. Like, because I'm forgetting them if it's going to, you know, probably prevent it and everything like that. It's just, it's not even being anything like anti-vaxxer. It's just like... Sometimes you just don't make the appointment and don't go, <laughs> even whenever you should go. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's a good idea to fucking get them, though. You don't want to prevent something crazy from happening to you, though. Dude, that's me with everything. Like, I need to make appointments and go see some fucking people and straighten myself out. But, like, I've been dealing with so much other shit that I just haven't thought about doing that in so long. Like, now that I've become an adult and shit i'm like yeah. i don't need to go do this <laughs> well you also gotta work work it around your work schedule yeah. and everything else and, and then it's everything more else i want to do with myself yeah. too and working everything else out it's like yeah i don't think most of the time is that lightning or is that an explosion i thought it was goddamn lightning something out the window some big flash yeah i think that's but lightning and thunder oh, yeah it's thundering too damn thunder. Because the Battlehawks fucking laid it down on the Seattle Dragons oh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I said it, man. We we went in there hyped up. Mardi Gras was fun. Fucking going from Mardi Gras to uh, to the game the next day, but we were all worn out as hell. And uh, this week we brought a lot more energy. Like that stadium was packed. Like Edward Jones, even though they're not using the top level. Yeah. It's just I guess it's not Edward Jones anymore. It's the Dome in America's Center, right? That's the yeah. It's just called the name. Dome now because it doesn't have a sponsor really. <laughs> 
Yeah. They, well, they're still sponsored by RC Cola and them, but it's like they don't have a big I don't know tire. if they're actually a sponsor for them or if they're just able to serve their soda. I think they're a sponsor. It's, but it's kind of all you got, like in St. Louis, because they weren't able to attain the Coke rights or the Pepsi ones, and those are the big companies, you know, the biggest ones. Not the Dr. Pepper, Snapple, Keurig, whatever the fuck, isn't. But you know, it's I've just what, different. You know, I've heard it's a different level um, from some different people. This is through podcasts and stuff too. That like a lot of people are saying the XFL is just because it, it is the first season that it's not as um uh, like. You know, obviously exciting or as good or as well sculpted as the NFL. You know, there's a lot of misplays and there's not as many points scored or whatever. But, like, also, St. Louis and the Battlehawks have gotten, like, the top viewing and attendance records out of all the XFL teams so far. I think it's just because St. Louis has been missing football for since yeah, the Rams yeah. left. Our, I looked at our location right now, and our best demographic is... St. Louis, like yeah. St. Louis itself, not just vague St. Louis. I mean, even broke down like to, you know, whether it's um, like Bonterre or like Hillsborough or Festus yeah. or wherever. St. Louis is like the number one, like just kind of like around here. And we are always targeted. It's like that should be kind of a given, but like it means city St. Louis. So a lot of people in city St. Louis are listening to it. That's cool. I also saw that the first week they had a Stan Crocky pinata that they were bashing with a steel chair. As a, at the tailgate yeah, before the game. Yeah, I saw that too. Tailgating was a lot of fun. Met some people. And uh, my ass forgot cheese. And uh, a few other things, even though we <laughs> brought the girls specifically to tailgate a little early. And um, drank quite a few beers, went to the game. We were riled up. It was the final score was 23-16. to 16. Battle yeah, Hawks yeah. fucking locked down another one. 3-1. Yeah, they're, That's starting off, they're starting off pretty hot. That's solid, yeah. Oh, wait, we got, what, a third? Good, the bad, and the shits to go? Yeah, we both do. So, yeah, we can we can transition. So, you're going to say what for flu shots, anyway? I'm going to say... Because, you know, the points that I made, like, yeah, there are times where they're not effective. I've, got, I've had years where I haven't gotten them, haven't gotten sick, but I'm also kind of older at this point, and... Yeah. As a kid, you should get them every year. If you're going to school, you're around other a lot of other people, or if you have a public job where you're just around a fuck ton of people all the time, you know, it might not be a bad idea. But yeah, they're not always a fair. I'll, I'll give them a fair rating. I'll yeah. say it's fair. I know if I was leaning one, if I personally was leaning one way or the other, like if you should get them, I would say yeah, probably, of course. Yeah. Um, it's just like. Me personally, I just don't always get around to getting them, and I know that sounds bad. And they're like, "Oh, you need to get your shots," and I agree. It just uh, I haven't, so <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> no, I don't know. I need to get in there and get the shots, though. So, yeah, just to just to be you know well going to the next season. Seasonally, it's some of the some of the allergies get worse. It's fucking ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The change of the seasons, I always feel a little worse as soon as the season kind of starts shifting and the weather shifts in another direction. I kind of like it takes me a few days, my body to like feel right in that weather. Yeah, that's every gonna, season. That's gonna attract an audience saying we <laughs> haven't gotten shots. <laughs> no, I mean a lot of people haven't. A lot of people. That's not good to hear either. But a lot of people really have, but a lot of people are okay. <laughs> Got that coronavirus, bro. 
I've been drinking Corona. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. 38% of Americans <laughs> won't drink it because of that. They're so a bunch that's of pussies. The name. That, that's just, it's not even really about being pussies. It's just about being dumb as fuck. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, what do you even mean? <laughs> it has the name? Yeah. That's fucking... Essentially. Stupid. Um, damn. All right. Third one, we ready? Sure. What <laughs> do you think about the animator and television show creator... Mike Judge. Oh, shit. Okay, so wait, what was your final answer on the flu shot? Fair. Okay, so, okay. Because it's mixed for you. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Like, I, like I said, you know, it's, it seems kind of like a fluke some years. Mike Judge, man, he got his flu shots. Maybe. (laughs) I got created King of the Hill, Beavis Butthead, he has, you don't have to tell him shit. As a creator... A lot of '90s adult cartoons. Yeah. As a as a creator, I also did Daria because that was what he mainly did. Um, like his ideas worked, and like I don't know. I mean, that's a good one. That's one that I did not expect to hear. So, um, probably a little underrated as as a creator, to be honest. Dude, I think King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead both are like. When it comes to adult animation, two of the best. I think it's a I think misunderstood. They don't get enough. He doesn't like a lot of his shows. Really, don't get enough credibility. Yeah, I think it's a lot of misunderstood comedy. You know what I mean? Some of it, like the people are just they brash it off. They're like, "Oh, that's stupid." Yeah. <laughs> well, they do that with all animated yeah. comedy, really, like adult shows yeah. and stuff like that. It kills me if they're just like, "Oh." Uh, but the Simpsons. Now the Simpsons, I get into that. It's like a lot of people really shut the like fuck Family up. Guy. Now Family Guy's great. Yeah, but a lot of people still really hate on South, like South Park, and I yeah. love South Park. The earlier seasons of South Park, is it, like one through ten, yeah. are strong. Is it like purely like political now? It's it's a pretty politically yeah. based show. I don't like just the first time ten time, seasons yeah. were like the best ones. There's That's a what lot I heard. of later episodes that are still good, but those yeah. first ones were classic. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like the old school ones, they just they they don't really give a fuck. Like the the network just because of because of South Park doing everything they've done and the ratings they probably still get. It like they're kind of there's a lot of stuff they don't even try to censor them on. Like they just kind of let a lot of stuff slide for them because they've been doing it so long. I uh, I think it was Sauce when he was in here was saying uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the creators of South Park. Mm-hmm. Literally got to a point because they've been on so many seasons now where they're like almost trying to do something over the top and like crossing the line to get them canceled. They don't want to end South Park, but they almost want something to end because they feel like that's the only way to go out with that show yeah, is yeah. to get canceled. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they want to. They want to end it with a bang. Cause Lord knows they fucking have enough money now. After that, they can they can be done anytime if they wanted to. Yeah, obviously. Like that's not the matter. You know, you want to create something. They've been on for a long time. Like those those shows last a long time. Yeah, yeah. The, a lot. If an adult animated show, like it seems like if it picks up steam, like even yeah. King of the Hill, Mike Judge's show, that was on thirteen seasons or something like that. I I just think it's under. I think he's underrated because his his. I think it is misunderstood, 
And I mean, different things are funny to different people, of course. You know, we all have our own sense of humor. Yeah. But um, he he had several different ideas that worked, and they were all pretty. You know, he was a pretty. Uh, he made like actual films too, like live action films. Yeah. You know, office Space. I was just talking about that too. That was original. That that Lumberg meme where he's just like. If you could just, uh, you know, whatever for me, that'd be great. And he's got the cup of coffee. Yeah. That is, like, one of the biggest memes of all time. Yeah. Ah, that'd be great. Um, so it shows you, like, the impact. Like, the, the cult following that Office Space had. That's a pretty big accomplishment of Mike Judge's. Uh, not necessarily the meme, but, like, just that it was such a, you know... A certain style of doing it. Like He's he one of those comedians. This is the thing with a lot of comedians, I feel like. Just, they all have a different, certain comedic style about them, whether they do television shows or stand-up or whatever. And if you don't kind of flow with that style of comedy, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't give it a chance, and you automatically just, like, even if he might be a genius in his own style and doing his own thing or her own thing... But, like, if you don't get it, you just immediately brush it off as, like, that's dumb, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, a lot of people do. And I've heard so many. I've seen, I, I've heard so many, and this is personally, like, firsthand. Fucking, so many women have seen it. Like, their, you know, they, their moms or whoever, my mom or her friends or, like, grandparents or whatever. They always see it. They grew up a generation before all us, you know? Mm-hmm. And they always see it, they're just like, they're like that stuff's stupid. <laughs> and they said that they said that uh, all their chins look like nut sacks. <laughs> like a lot of women, like my mom said this so many times. Chins, just like the characters in like the sh- you oh. know in in those well, shows. Well, Peter's Peter's chin looks their just like a nut like, sack. They look stupid. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cartoons. But like just Beavis and Butthead. Weird animation. Mike Judge made Beavis and Butthead to yeah. be freaking morons like that was their character yeah. of course oh, it's 100%. dumb they weren't it was supposed to, to be depth. dumb they weren't supposed to have depth but like they were the funniest simplest dumb like it is dumb comedy but it's yeah it's just if you can find it hilarious in your own way it's you know it's fun like it's funny it, it's meant to be yeah it's not meant to be super elaborate yeah like, it's almost genius in its own way just because it is so, like, <laughs> ridiculously really, stupid. Dude, Mike Judge, whenever he put that show on the air, he, he really did not give a fuck. <laughs> Think about just, like, they were, like, doing nothing most of the time. No. Just walking around making jokes, eating candy and shit. And fucking over their neighbor. <laughs> they fucked over that neighbor so Tyler many Anderson. times. What in the hell? Hank Hill's voice. <laughs> Oh, you guys! Uh, <laughs> That's such a Hank Hill. Oh, Beavis and Butthead! <laughs> you bastards! <laughs> the principal always selling all of his shit. My stort. <laughs> Just corny characters. King of the Hill, though. <clears throat> that was another one that was like. It was pretty genius just because he made the character so like close-minded and ridiculously like southern and they Mm -hmm. didn't know anything out in the world but that little area that little southern town like it was a funny concept for a show too yep yep every day standing on that damn alley what you got for me 
Okay, is this... Oh, this is the last one, huh? Yep. All right. I have... Fruit roll-ups. <laughs> so, this is where my strawberry bitching comes into play. Um, personally, I think fruit roll-ups are a little underrated. But that's just because... I feel like a lot of times there's variety packs with all those kinds of things, with the fruit whatever, and fruit by the foot, fruit roll-up, and fruit gushers all come in the same pack, and everybody overlooks the fruit roll-ups. They all go for the gushers first. The gushers are nails, though. You gotta think that. No, they're good, know. but the fruit by the foot and the roll-ups, I think, are just as good. Yeah. Um, like, as a kid, I thought the gushers were absolutely fucking fire, but, like, they're all just as good as one another. It kills me whenever they put, like, this is the strawberry thing. Whenever they have, like, let's say it's a variety pack of 32 fruit roll-ups, right? Yeah. And they put 16 tie-dye ones, badass tie-dye flavor, and then 16 wasted just on regular strawberry. It's not that good. Why does it need half the box? Put, like, three in there, it'll be all right. <laughs> is that your... That's personal bitching. Is that your least favorite artificial flavor, then? No. Uh, I th I love regular watermelon, but a lot of watermelon artificial flavors taste like shit to me, to be honest. And I'm not a picky... Here's the thing. I'm not a picky person with food. I do bitch because my own personal preferences are what they are, but... If in the grand scope of things, like what I actually enjoy in foods, or it's most things, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. very few things that I don't like. Black licorice, blue cheese crumbles are terrible. This is like they're they're they'll make you I fucking like blue sick. Cheese. They'll make blue Black cheese licorice, sauce is good. I'm not a huge on black licorice. Fucking horrid. Just like it's an old man kind of just candy. like the uh, <laughs> the liquor. Jaegermeister. Like Jaeger is not good. Yeah, dude. One the first shot. time I took Jaeger, like Doesn't a shot down. Jaeger, I was like, whoa. It's Black not good. licorice to a T. I will say this, too, is there's certain foods that don't satisfy me as much as they used to. And when I was a kid, maybe I got worn out on them. Or maybe I, uh, I, you know, like, it, yeah, I don't know. Like, they ran their course, maybe. Like, it's just kind of like, ah, I don't like, you know, I don't want to eat that as much as I used to. You go through phases in your, yeah. in your taste buds should... <clears throat> should change as time goes on but fuck yeah I'm personally probably gonna say a little underrated just because I feel like roll ups you know don't get the they don't get the cred <laughs> <laughs> gusher steal all the goddamn praise yeah food by the foot's fucking good too gushers they're they're solid though they are they're definitely good but I don't feel like... I feel like I can also burn myself out on Gushers nowadays. Yeah. It's one of those foods. But yeah. So there we go. Good, the bad, and the shits, huh? Yeah, that's a wrap. Episode 20, Good, the Bad, and the Shits. Wow. Um, There was something that I wanted to bring up to you just... Uh, current news-wise. I don't know if you saw this, but the Carolina Hurricanes, the NHL team... Um, they were playing, I believe, the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto, and uh, they had two goalies go down in the game, and they freaking the Zamboni driver. His name was David Ayers or 
Ayers, A-Y-R-E-S. I don't know exactly how to say it. But he, they were like, hey, man, you got to suit up and fill in and, in the goalie spot or we got to forfeit this game. So he, like, suited up his goalie and he played the remainder of the second and the entire third period as the Hurricanes fill-in goalie. 42 years old. He's apparently the Zamboni driver and current operations manager of the where the Maple Leafs play. So he's not wow. even, like, he's not involved in the Carolina Hurricanes department at all. <laughs> but, like, he's... He's employed with the Toronto Maple Leaf Stadium, but they yeah. just didn't have anybody to fill in, so they suited him up to go in. Wow. <laughs> he, and they won. It's, it's they crazy won the that game. they would even put themselves in a position where that can still happen to this day. Like, I can imagine that happening 50 years ago. Now it's just kind of funny. Like, occasionally when, like, a fielder pitches because they blow through their bullpen in baseball, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it is different because they're actual players. That's only, like, still, the they, 15th, 16th inning. Like, that never yeah. happens in regulation yeah. innings. Yeah, that, but that that is way crazier than just filling in for the field, you know what I'm saying? Because you're still going to know the basics of pitching if you're a fucking third. I remember Scott Spezio, the dude with the uh, with the red facial hair yeah. on our team years ago, yeah. pitched, and he was the third baseman because they ran out of people. And uh, sometimes they sometimes it's weird because they're effective because no nobody knows what they pitch like. So yeah. so like you know base players like they fucking they throw and shit and people are like what the fuck are they doing like it's just it's not. A, I mean they can't bring probably some of the movement or no, wild no. pitches that professional pitchers are. They only bring. have probably two pitches. Yeah, change up and like a and, and a fast. Know, maybe occasionally there's there's a couple other pitches they can. Maybe pitch they for. can try to throw a, a curve. Yeah. But if it goes haywire and hits somebody oh, yeah. once, they're not. They're saying, "Don't do that again." I guess it's kind of, and that's one of the things. There's pros and cons because they are unpredictable because you don't know how, what they're gonna look like. That yeah, but, that was the thing with this guy. They said he came in, yeah, and like in the second period, still I think he gave up two goals like pretty quick. Yeah, probably because. The dude was expecting to clean the ice off after the game. <laughs> he didn't think he was gonna go in. And fucking try to stop at goalie, but like so he let two goals up probably because his nerves. But like apparently he was lights out in the third period. Like he didn't let up a single goal in the third. Wow! And they ended up winning. He had like nine. And that was for the Maple like Leafs. Eight or, eight or nine saves. No, he is employed at the Maple yeah, Leaf yeah. Stadium, but he filled in for the Carolina Hurricanes. They were the visiting team. That's hilarious. I wonder if he's gonna get paid for that. He did. He got <laughs> apparently it wasn't much. The NHL gave him like a five hundred dollar check. Yeah. But the Hurricanes players, apparently, there were a lot of them that paid him out of pocket. A lot of the players on the team. Okay. Well, see, And I they mean, signed stuff for him, and they've now made his shirt. Like, they made a player shirt for him in the Carolina Hurricanes shop. So it's a pretty cool story. I think, like, I think that's just pretty cool. Uh, what I was going to say about the NHL, though, is, like, they do, like, by uh, per player... They don't make. They don't have as much. They don't like get paid as much as people in the NL, MLB or, uh, you know, NBA. Well, baseball makes the most. But yeah, just because they don't have the damn salary, salary cap. cap. And football and uh, football makes a lot. Basketball, nowadays, too. Salary basketball caps. makes quite a bit though too. Yeah. But the thing is, in basketball, if you're not one of the all stars, you're not making a whole lot. Unless you got a big sponsor, yeah, like Nike or, you know, Adidas or somebody sponsoring you. If you're not like, you know, LeBron or James Harden or 
Russell Westbrook or Steph Curry. Like you're not, you don't have the big money. LeBron's like, probably going to be a billionaire athlete, like a billionaire uh, worth. Well, I think LeBron's going to kind of pull a Jordan, and once he's out, he's going to get endorsed and start making athletic wear. And yeah, he's already been doing a lot of that shit for years. Yeah. And I mean, he, he just seems like he seems like a time. family guy, and like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Like I don't think he's gonna do anything to really fuck himself over yeah. too much. So he'll probably be fine. He's he's not perfect, but for the amount of hate that guy's taken, he's honestly put handled it very very well, maturely. Yeah. If you're like, if you're in his position and you're the like the all star in any sport and yeah. you're like you're pretty much the top of the chain and people are like we want to take this guy down yeah they like, always do you you do get a lot of hate because if you're not playing on the team if you're not like the city for the team that you play for they love you but everybody else is gonna be like this motherfucker yeah. I almost like going to games to see All-Stars play, though. Like, even if they're not on my team. Like, I like going to Cardinals games and seeing, you know... I like seeing Giancarlo Stanton and Bryce Harper and Mike Trout shit like that. Like, it's cool to see big names, even still. It's a person of significance still, you know, playing in front of you. And it's a... uh, Most of them... Like, I don't know, seeing uh, Mike Trout... Mike Trout play in California was awesome to me. Yeah. Still the guy. He'll probably be the guy for a while. Yeah, I don't think I've... I don't know. I've seen Trout play because I went to see an Angels game and Pool Holes was back. But... Yeah. I guess I've, I've seen, seen him play. I've seen Harper play before, too. Uh-huh. It's but, a little easier with him being the NL for yeah. a while. He's been the NL forever. As a kid, though, I was a big fan of Ken Griffey Jr., Still, to me, one of the easily one of the most beautiful swings in baseball of all oh, time. If not the just most. like the, it was just so natural, and just looked easy. You know, every swing looked easy. And I remember seeing him in one of the first games I ever went to as a kid, and that like he was a red, but and you know we were there supporting the Cardinals and stuff. But even still, it was like damn, Ken Griffey Jr. Because we were, like, sitting out in the outfield, too, so he was, like, right there. And I just remember as a kid being mind-blown that Ken Griffey Jr. was right in he front of He was a superstar. Yeah. Like, he really was. That, yeah, that's he's and, one of, he was one of those players. And think about it. He never had... I'm not saying... And, and not starting a debate about that with, like, anyone either, because I stand up for a lot of the players that were alleged steroids or this and that. It's, it's kind of like at some point you have to accept who actually made history in your sport and, like, however you want to handle that is another discussion. But Barry Bonds still hit a fuck ton of home runs. I know. That's all I know. What I will say is that stuff aside. What the hell? I don't know. Alarm going off. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will say is this, though. The upside is DeGriffey. He never had suspicion about that he was on anything, that he never did anything. Like, he was purely – he was always – he was like a smaller built guy. But he was just a natural, athletically gifted, great player. You know what I yeah. mean? He never had any suspicion of scandal. And he was well-rounded. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, this guy's a power hitter. Like, yeah. he hit a fuck ton of home runs, but he also found a way to get on base. And he was really good in the outfield. He had power and he had, the, you know, he had very good uh, on-base percentage in general. That I feel Locked like players in. used to be more like that. Not saying the MLB's bad nowadays, but nowadays, it, the 90s started that. 
but still, it still goes on today where, like, the power hitters and the home run hitters are the focus. And, like, players aren't as much just trying to get hits to get on base. Yeah. It's very much, like, what you see a lot of is walks, strikeouts, and home runs. Now. You know what I mean? And the players that do hit a lot of singles and doubles, you don't hear about them. Yeah. Because even if Aaron Judge has a 244 average, he's hit 34 home runs so far this year, so he's still on Sports Center, you know? Yeah. You're not going to hear about freaking. That was like Ichiro. He, he's one of the best contact hitters of all time. Absolutely. And like, he got credit, but he really didn't probably get as much credit as he should have. Like, his on base percentage was like. Absolutely ridiculous. The amount of hits he got, absolutely ridiculous. I think, I think, uh, in 2003, whenever he played for the Mariners, I, I think that he set the record for the most hits in a single season, like ever, in the MLB, and I think it was like 262 or something crazy like that. That's so many hits. That's more than a hit a game. Yeah. Like, he, he, every single game. He used to, in his prime years, it wasn't crazy to see the dude have three hits, four hits a game. He used to do that crazy thing, too, where he'd stand up. Like, where he would, when the pitch came in, he'd, like, stick the bat out and hit and run. Like, as he was hitting, he'd already be, like, running to first base. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I know you're. I know what you're talking about. He'd be like mid swing and already have three steps off home plate. He was a quick bastard. <laughs> Calculates up to like 1.6 hits every game, assuming that he played all 162. He was usually in good health, so he might have uh, some seasons, but probably wasn't. No, yeah. Brett Favre, Cal Ripken, but yeah, no, that that's never gonna get broken. No, dude, Cal Ripken, yeah, I don't think that'll ever get broken either. Well, it's he, gonna be a long time. He saw some eras. He played from seventy nine to two thousand one. <laughs> That's so great. That's think about how many eras that is. <laughs> that is a that is an unprecedented career, though, for sure. That's a great time to be to like be playing. You saw know? so much <laughs> different shit. The world in seventy nine looked way different than it did in one. Just imagine the league and the amount of stadiums he played in. Because so many people yeah. got different stadiums yep. throughout that run too, and and he he played thousands of games in a row. He got to tens of thousands, didn't he? What was his streak? What was the actual number? Yeah, I don't know exactly. I'll look it up real quick. Man, it was it was a shitload. Yeah, it was absurd. And the day that he finally missed, he didn't even have to miss. He voluntarily just ended it. That's that's what you want, though. You want to call the shots? Um. He played two thousand six hundred and thirty-two games straight. Wow! Without that missing is, a game. Um. Over more than 16 years where he didn't miss a game. 16 seasons straight. Yeah, props to that accomplishment. <laughs> like, it, it's it's absurd to be that healthy for that long. That's a workhorse of a player, too. Yeah, yeah. Being there every Fighting night. Sickness, fucking other issues. 
um, your injuries or whatever slight injuries you might have, and just pulling through it like that. He was committed to just it was showing up. Just such, you know, just such e- like not easy, but such. He was probably so used to the position he was in. Eventually, like playing in the MLB and playing baseball just was so natural to him. Though, you know, playing that that many games straight, like he probably never had that. Oh, I just am coming back from an injury. I got the butterflies. Yeah, you know, I gotta fucking prove myself again. Like he just was there year after year after year after year. Yeah. <laughs> he showed up, you know, persistence. Like, that's it. Look what he accomplished. And you got to give the man the hats off, too, because there's not a lot of athletes like him that are just like, I'm going to play for Baltimore forever. Yeah, he, he like, I mean, he's, they have him in their, like, he was, he made retired his number, probably. Yeah. Um, I would say he's even underrated. I know, obviously, we're done with the segment, but like, if somebody were to ask me about that, I would say he's for like what he accomplished. He's still underrated. He doesn't. Yeah, he's. Very, I mean, yeah, his thing happened a long time ago, so he's not going to be talked about as much anymore. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain athletes you still hear talked about a lot. Like, there are some athletes still that are in every sport that are you're just like this person is so good that even if they did get talked about a lot, like I feel like underrated. Like Jerry Rice. Easily, probably, if you look stats-wise, the best wide receiver in the NFL of all time. Mm-hmm. But he's, yeah, he's talked about a lot, and he's got a lot of rings, and he's got a lot of accomplishments, but still probably a little underrated. Yeah. What I know about him, <laughs> I'd probably say the same thing. And Kyle thing. Ripken, same thing. Like, he's he's gotten a lot of accomplishments, and he did get a lot of praise, but... Yeah, I, like, I even think in his time, I mean, they praised it, but I do think they were still kind of looking for whatever else was drawing The 90s eyes, was you know the I mean? beginning to that all-star home run hitter thing. Yeah. What years was it that he, that it was between? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's such a that's such a career, man. Wow. Kyle Ripken Jr.'s game streak. That is so crazy. It wouldn't happen today missing anywhere close to that many games. The game has evolved and changed more than like a hell of a lot more than that now even. Yeah, it has. The start of it. Um it started May thirtieth, nineteen eighty two, and it ended September nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Eighty two to ninety eight? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, he, he ran some shit though. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. Uh, oh, what I was going to bring up, uh, actually, have you heard about the amount of pitchers that are hitting all the Astros? Yeah, that's going to be a problem. During the season? that's I think there's going to be a lot of shit from that. The MLB, People are starting to get pissed off at the MLB for like di- you know disallowing certain people to join the Hall of Fame and their decision on the Astros thing. I mean, I don't think it should be awarded to anybody, of course. Like the, uh, the World Series that they won after cheating, you know? Um, it's just I. It's gonna be disgusting if it gets to a point where they're trying to find so many things. Where, oh, in uh, 1995, this fucking league did this, and then you know they just try and poke holes in everybody's past, like the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, because now we can. There's more you can prove and like search and see what wasn't acceptable 
because people are going back and judging things then on a now basis and it's like leave it alone it wasn't fine but it's like let's go from here on out and make it better like stop being so hung up on the past shit if it's relevant and it matters and it's still like like that Harvey Weinstein type shit if we're talking about something bad like that then shit, shit like that should be brought up but like just going back and poking holes in every single thing that wasn't perfect judging it on now versus then yeah is like it's like come on you're gonna find it's almost holes just like you're it, gonna find holes in everything it happened you know yeah it's it happened and the only thing it says you're not over it is fucking people bringing the shit back up but it's like you can't change it now. yeah it I, did you see though uh, the fucking steroid thing like with their Hall yeah. of Fame is it's just a joke you know with, with well their Hall like, of well, Fame in general is kind of a joke just cause a it's lot of so hard are. to get into their Hall of Fame Larry Walker got in his last ballot is the fifth ballot he finally got yeah. in and Derek Jeter got in uh, the first he was he was a first ballot Hall of Famer right for now. sure but Bonds McGuire Sosa all those guys are not even in still they might not get in Rose uh, is Rose is in it well, I know, and that's been the biggest thing for a long time. Like, he was never allowed to... Did you see the kinda... thing, though, with the Astros, actually? The city of Houston, more specifically. And Buffalo Wild Wings. Did you see that shit? They got in, like, a big, like, social media argument. Wow. Because... Yeah, okay, I, uh, I don't think I really heard much about it. They said something... Uh, they said something about the... Astros. Here, let me find the real tweet because I don't want to. Like... That's just my only point to clarify. Is like it's not that the past doesn't matter and things in the past don't affect the present because they obviously do. But it's like there's if you try and go look at the perfect, you know, the checklist for everybody in history and different projects and shit like that. It's like you're gonna find holes and flaws in all of it. It's not gonna be perfect. It's like the best way is to you know move on as best you can now at least. But yeah. it's just it's it's just because we know it's flawed, but it happened, and it's it's goofy to pretend otherwise. With um, you know, I don't know Pete Rose. That's that's the biggest thing. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, he definitely should be. It's been so long. But they, some guy tweeted an article out that said breaking news: Manchester City, the soccer team was banned from the Champions League for two seasons by UEFA and fined 30 million euros for cheating. And Buffalo Wild Wings tweeted out the article, and he was like, this is how you punish a team that cheats or whatever. And they like, you know, they were like low-blowing the Astros, but it was pretty much a low-blow yeah. towards the Astros. And then they might even tag something to do with the Astros. And then the city of Houston saw it, and they retweeted it, and they were like, well, I guess you can say bye. You might as well take the Buffalo Wild Wings out of Houston and say bye bye to your business here or whatever. And then there was a bunch of people from Houston that were like putting like videos and pictures up of them like cutting up their Wild Wings cards and saying we're not ever going to this fucking place again. Oh my God. And all this shit. And then the next day, Buffalo Wild Wings put out a tweet that was like, "So last night was the roast of Buffalo Wild Wings, courtesy of the city of Houston." And honestly, we deserved it. Well done, H-Town, for coming to your team's defense. We're sorry for what we posted. I don't know if they should have uh, backed down so easily, but I guess it kind of makes sense. You don't want to really lose business. Stay out of the fucking sports debate. You're a goddamn sports bar. 
Yeah, I think so too. Don't try to lose business by siding with certain fucking teams and shit. Or like saying this team, you know, blah blah blah. Of course you're gonna lose people They're from not Houston by doing that. In that department. You know what I mean? You sell they wings and beer and you have big TVs <laughs> that games are on. Stick to that shit. Maybe the person that runs the account was the one asked about it. They're like, I'm gonna speak for everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then the CEO was like, What the fuck? Oh like <laughs> get the guy the, in charge of our yeah, social media. The waiters and waitresses and hostesses <laughs> and people are like that I didn't say that. <laughs> I just work here, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, do you want to take a break and put the ad up? Yeah, now it's probably a good time. Yeah, okay. Well, it's been good so far. We will pick right back up with right. the rest of episode 20. Stay with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I guess next is our movie <clears throat> review. Yeah. Movie recap. That we are, I don't know, we are both pretty grossly enticed in the movies we watch and I don't know, I didn't take the best notes, but I'll recollect what I can from mine. We watched yours, I guess, a little while before mine. It's like last week or something like that yeah I took I took a decent amount of notes but somehow I was like clearing out my docs because there's just like a bunch of different notes of things in there and I was like clear clear there's (laughs) untitled documents so I was just clearing out a bunch of untitled documents and I deleted it so yeah I mean it could be like I was enticed in the film like last night and everything when I watched it I was like also not just trying to cover up the fact that I didn't take the best notes but I'm like (laughs) I'm like watching it and I was, um, you had to be attentive because the movie, you know, obviously you gave me was like each individual story. There were six short films in yeah. one. So it was kind of a lot and everything had to, you had to run through each plot in like about, what, 20 minutes maybe? Something like that? I mean, yeah, it seemed like some of them were shorter. Like the one with the guy and the girl and the Oregon Trail seemed like yeah. that was a pretty long one. Yeah. But some of them were definitely a little shorter. Yeah. And, uh, well, mine was the Buster, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It started off with Buster Scruggs himself, and that went on for... I mean, that was probably like 20 minutes. I thought... I, I wasn't sure if he was going to be the center focus of the whole film, and he was just kind of kind of be loosely involved in each of the different stories, or what the scenario was. But the picture of the film was beautiful, I thought. Like, the scene... Especially in some of the later stories, like story like four or five, maybe Yeah, six. The, the gold rush story. Yeah. The, the yeah. gold panner guy. He That scenery was beautiful in that James one. James Franco was in the second story. Yeah. Um... And then what was Liam Neeson's with that guy? With that guy with just a torso, missing yeah, all of his yeah, limbs. Arms and legs were gone, yeah. That was a sad... A lot of them were sad, like, based. It was know, all different theme. things. Like, it was, like, a, the gunslinger from the Wild West. And then yeah. it was, like, a bank robber. And then it was, like, and the traveling entertainers. And then yeah. gold rush panners. And it was, like, all different things that happened in the Old West. Like, the Oregon Trail was on there, too. They were... They were all pretty unique, and it's kind of funny because all that stuff were an example of what went on, like, in the Wild West, I guess, area, and, like, it was, uh, it just kind of didn't, it didn't even seem like some of them were in the same story, like, at all, like, the same universe, almost, because they were all the different yeah, things they were just that different. were happening. Um, but it kind of, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I could be biased to the James Franco one because I, I you know, he, I lo- like, I always watch him in his movies, and I usually like him, so... I don't know. Um, I don't know which one my favorite was, but it, they were like it was. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Man, that Westward expansion. It's a though, Netflix original. Yeah. Uh, you're saying like the just the Westward expansion of America. Whenever we were doing all that, you know, and moving out west for more opportunity, mm-hmm. that was like such a just dangerous time in America. 
Because we're moving out in that direction. If you weren't going to die on the journey from some sickness or poor health thing, like, on the way out here, then you could die from a group of Native Americans who didn't want you there. Or anybody in any of these little towns that think you did something wrong and now they're like we're not gonna settle this in a civil talk i want you to meet me outside and one of us is gonna get shot in the fucking head yeah, right now totally okay acceptable it was common <laughs> just you know a guy goes missing he's left for dead nine days later they find what's left of him oh i guess he's dead they just kill people oh they killed so many the people west. in the old west there was just like you disrespected the me. old the old west. You theme. cheated in a poker game. I'm yeah. gonna fucking kill you. Like the old west <laughs> theme is like good for some of those comedy, uh, you know, like for uh, just the basis around your story being like comedic in the old west because there's a lot of cliches that can be overblown and, and be entertaining. Yeah, you know what I mean. For films like that, um, man, I. Uh, I don't know. It's weird because the gold rush one was weirdly interesting. It was so simple. He's just trying to pick for gold and yeah, you know, dig, dig, holes. Dig, yeah, dig for gold and fucking. Um, I don't really know, and I don't really. But there's the other thing. It's like I didn't really catch many people's names because they wouldn't like right into the story either. They did a lot you know of them. I mean? They didn't say their names. Yeah, most of them. So that makes sense. Um, man, like a lot of the characters weren't even given names. Yeah, that 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 guy with just the uh, the torso with his limbs and who Liam Neeson's character was taking him around and everything, traveling yeah. for entertainment and everything. It was he had a sad ending. He just I mean, thrown off the his damn whole cliff. Story was sad, really. Yeah. I mean, he was basically yeah. Liam Neeson's character like took care of him, but he was kind of a slave to that guy because like. He yeah. wasn't getting to spend any of the money that they were making from him performing. He didn't have any limbs. Yeah. So he didn't have much of a say. He just kind of got put in the back of the wagon and went where they went. Yeah. And then when he wasn't making him any money anymore, Liam Neeson's like, he's going to cost me money to feed him, so I'm just going to kill him. <laughs> That's how you deal with that in the Old West. Yeah. And Liam Neeson makes sense, a lot of sense, as like an actor that plays something out there, like in the Western movies. He yeah, just, he, he's he got is, that. like, all the time. He's yeah. one of those guys. That one guy at the very beginning that ended up not being him, he looked a lot like, uh, freaking, what's his face, uh, Val Kilmer in Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. He was just younger, I think. Yeah. The movie came out last year, it was, it was, certainly looked a lot younger. Tombstone's a good Old West film, too. I like that one. Yeah. It was quality. I don't think most people would disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, it also had some big names in it and stuff, so it kind of helped. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Buster Scruggs was just one of those movies that I thought was really cool just for the fact that it was, it was just a general, a generalization of, like, this is the old, like, stories from the Old West. Yeah. But it was, like, yeah. all different kinds of shit going on in the Old West. Yeah, different, you know, parts, different fucking situations that these characters yeah. are dealing with but they all kind of fit into the to the you know out west and everything how things the work the setting yeah um yeah it's I enjoyed it it's worth checking out for sure yeah. I'd I, probably get it at some point but no need to if you got Netflix you yeah. just check it out on yeah. there um 
that's like a little over a year old, right? Something like that. Yeah, twenty eighteen release. I yeah, think. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yep. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was. Uh, I probably have to watch it again to fill in the pieces and everything. I say that often. It's because usually, like, what does it take? I don't know what it takes you to collect. Uh, first it. viewing, though, you're not yeah. going to catch everything. Make most an of affirmation time. on the movie itself. Usually by like three times, I get a lot of different like points to it. I pick up some of the pieces in the second viewing, and then the third viewing, I can really assess a film for what it was because that's whenever all pieces hit me at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Certain films hit you like they all they all hit you different ways. Depends on what mood you're into. Yeah. So last night when we watched it, we were almost <laughs> we were almost passed out. <laughs> um, Got it in though. Yeah. Yeah. Good news. Our movie film review segment uh, we get to now and then. I guess there's not entirely a segmented. It's not always. We don't always include it because whenever we have guests on, we like get right to the interview. As yeah, to, yeah. Like, we need to spend as much them, time yeah. with them as we can. Really. Yeah, yeah. Next solo episode, though, I wouldn't mind giving each other another one. You know. Yeah, we could. For sure. Give each other. Like, kind of go in the system of, like, giving each other one on one solo episode and the next solo we have reviewing that one, you know? Yeah, that's a way to keep it intact and make it, like, to modify it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Wow. Well, I had Pool Hall Junkies. <laughs> yeah, that was... <clears throat> that was, I mean... It's, it was weird. One of the things that I thought was kind of weird is that it was a 2002 film, but, like, it almost had, like, an early to mid-90s vibe a lot of the film did. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't seem almost like a 2000s movie. Could have been, like, you know how some of those films from the 80s, the the, uh, the style of the characters, the hairdos, yeah. the way they dress, the cars. Could have been the hair. It, it carries the, over the, from decade, the, like, so the clothes. early, yeah, the early years of a decade uh, carry over from the last one. And it hasn't fully transitioned to what it is. Like, before the 80s, like, in 80, 81, I'm sure they didn't fully transition to what the 80s were about to be, <coughs> you know what I mean, from the 70s. The same thing, I feel like, happened with that. The humor <coughs> in, some of the, in some of the dialogue, definitely. Uh, I, could, mm-hmm. I could see that with the 90s as well. Yeah, there were some, like, uh, Joe, the, one of the guys in it, some of the, like, jokes and comments he made were like man that's funny but that is fucked like <laughs> like you know had, just, had a few racist remarks yeah probably, there yeah. was there were just some things that were like Jesus Christ oh yeah like motherfucker you're a minority too what are you doing picking on all these other goddamn minorities <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> Joe he he fits in perfectly with some of those Italian mob films yeah. He's been in a few of them. Yeah, he seems with, like I one of those guys. Euro, just maybe. a shady businessman. That's kind of yeah. funny that that was kind of been like... Isn't that kind of crazy that I think it's American film has kind of ruined that for Americans? Where, like, if you see, like, kind of an Italian man or something and they're dressed, you know, in a nice suit or whatever, you're automatically like, oh, that guy could be in the mob. That's because... Or that that's a crime look. Yeah. And that's just because... Also, the fact, the fact that they're, like... Italians and the Jews and like the mafia and stuff built a lot of the shit here. Like the entertainment business, mob driven. A lot of the like the Teamsters, the unions, mobs. Like a lot of the country stuff was built with the mafia and mob. 
<laughs> so that's just and now it's all going down the shitter my dad will tell you man <laughs> teamsters in the unions better when the mafia was running it <laughs> the, the original concept for like what the union was when it was established I think make it makes like it means a, it, like it makes a lot more sense to me I was gonna say than now like what it's changed into now like the like what they I don't know. I don't like some of the fucking rules. Well, it was some weird the because they a lot of the crime bosses, like the mob bosses, like Al Capone, John Gotti, those guys, like they were, you know, they were crime bosses, but they had they had charisma and they had a certain good factor of, like about them to where if you where they looked out for their people and their block and their area, yeah, like if you weren't on their bad side. They were actually decent to their community. Like, Al Capone gave turkeys to the homeless on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And John Gotti set off a huge fireworks display on the 4th of July. Like, they did shit to kind of make the community like, oh, these guys aren't bad, you know? Yeah, still but doing... if you, like, owed them money, you saw a different side of them. <laughs> They're, like, hiding in, in plain daylight. Like, people know who they are and what they can do and the influence they can have. And yeah, like back just, then though the police were like there's still there's still police that you know that are shady fucks, but like back then they could get away with it under rap stuff so easily. Oh yeah. That like the police knew about them, but they were it was like slow the process. But to, they were like, dude, out. yeah, I'm making double what I would make just as a street cop with this guy being in my city because I know about yeah. him and he's giving me money to keep my mouth shut. You know. Like, they worked kind of with the police, where the police were like, hey, I can fuck you over if you don't, you know, give me some money. And then they were just like... Everybody cuts deals, man. That was American Gangster, which is one of the best movies of all time. A lot of those mob movies are really good. Where, like, the cops knew. Like, we know you're pushing heroin big time in New York, but uh, if you give us a cut of what you're making, then... We will just bust the street dealers. If you get to a certain level, Whitey Bulger, he was an informant. Yeah, and you know Black Mass like showed us that and everything. Um, he escaped for so long. Yeah, and then he <laughs> turned himself in. Is what he did. I'm pretty sure. But um, back to pool hall junkies. So I got to review that. <laughs> Freaking. <laughs> I guess. I guess if that's what I did. <laughs> Johnny is the main character. Yeah. And they kind of show at the beginning, he's like, he's a young guy shooting around the pool hall, but he's like really good already. You know, he's he's already doing some pretty damn tricky shots and shit. And he's... And like, his his dream was to play like in what, the pro tournament? He wanted to... Yeah, he, he wanted to make money with the big, the and big uh, stars. Joe who was kind of a gambling shark, took him in under his wing because he was just kind of a defeated, what, like, homeless kid. He didn't have parents or whatever. So he kind of, like, took him in. And he saw how good he was, and he kept him around. And he kept throwing away those letters and stuff and yeah, not letting him see him. The, uh, they asked him to, they asked Johnny to join the uh, the tournament. They At a young the age. Tournament at a very young age, yeah. And Joe was throwing away the notes behind his back and everything. Because he knew that if he got too big, like he was worried that if he got too big, he wouldn't need Joe anymore as like a staker, as like a backsman to support his, you know. And Johnny was, he was every bit the good player 
he could have went off on his own, but he never knew it. He never knew that he was uh, looked at as that good because Joe did a bunch of shady bullshit behind his behind yeah. his back. You know, he wanted to own him essentially, like he wanted to lock him in place and keep making money off of him. Yeah, that's I pretty mean, pretty classic. Just you know, it's shady businessman yeah. gambler shit, but. Pretty it's classic not super, betrayal, really. Super surprising whenever you see that, like, the just the way that the Joe acted in the movie and the person that he was, like. Oh yeah. But then later on, years later, like a long time later, Johnny found out. Whenever the pro people came, were like, "Oh, we've been biting you for years. You never got these." That he'd been tossing out the letters or whatever, and he threw some big bet, and just to purposely fuck Joe over. Yeah. And that kind of ended their relationship. <clears throat> and... I don't know, then it kind of just shows, you know, Johnny kind of stepped away from pool. He got a girlfriend who hated when he played pool. Uh, she knew just how much he would, uh, you know, gamble on it and everything. And, and even, even though he was good. Yeah, even though it was good, she just felt like, you know, anybody would. It's kind of like, okay... It's like, do you want this or do you care about pool? It goes the back problem, to the whole Gollum with the addiction to the ring. Like, everybody yeah. has a ridiculous addiction that if they start up something, they're just doing it. Constantly. Oh, yeah. And that was his. Some sure. people like to live, like, you know, on edge like that, too, to where you're, like, you've got a chance of just something big, you know, some risk-taking activity or whatever, and you just want to, you want to score. You want to make it. Like, you want to feel like you're accomplishing something with it. You know what I mean? Gambling addiction like gambling. is one of those things where it's like... People go straight homeless. It's like it. it's like a high you're trying to chase. It's, it's the same kind of... It, it you know makes a lot of like, sense. I don't, I don't get it because that's not me, but like it yeah. makes sense how that could happen. If you were addicted to that and yeah. you literally couldn't stop, just like, man, I'm just fucked. This bet, like, I'm either going to get it all back and I'm going to win or the house is going to be gone. Yeah. But I gotta do it. That's bad. That's whenever <laughs> people lose their fucking way with shit, man. Well, like, and you saw it too. Whenever uh, Johnny's, you know, his brother Danny and his buddies, like, went, you know, uh, what's his name, Chris? Like, they didn't have enough money to cover the game, and like Joe and Brad, like the guy he took yeah. under his wing after Johnny, he knew that. So they're like, okay, let's double the bet then, and start really beating the shit out of him. Couldn't cover it, you know. Joe and uh, Brad beat the shit out of the dude. Yeah, they did that classic fucking gambling thing where they like yeah. acting like they didn't really know what was going on they called they it play as yeah, good they called it firing an air barrel you know which yeah. you're you're fucking unloading ammunition on somebody that you don't have don't like you're have trying to fucking in the chain yeah you're is. you're fr- you know you're you're bluffing really too it's it's not good yeah. because if you can't cover a debt people in those places are not gonna fuck with you like they most well, people want to is a lot of people too will like play like shit and then, not really like shit, but play at half the skill that they could actually play at. And then once money gets involved, yeah. then the real play That's comes That's the hustle. Out. But a lot of people are well aware of what hustling means, but the problem is now uh, people just assume anybody wanting to bet money wants to hustle. And it's like, no, just sometimes let's kick around five, ten bucks or something small to like give us a reason to really... You know, you always want to say you're doing your best, but whenever you play for money, you know, ask a lot of pool players that play consistently. Whenever you're whenever you have something on the line, it's going to give you a different look at the game than it does if money is not involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun to go in there and win some money, you know, you you usually bet series or or uh, whatever. 
uh, races to seven or races to four, just different different um, different amounts and everything. And you know, you establish some sort of bet or whatever. I mean, that's you're not really supposed to do that, I guess, but people do it out of the weather. It's just it's just like I don't know. It gambling gambling is something you can kind of control with pool if someone's doing that it's I can understand it if it's in your control more than like just the scratch offs like people you're it's only like it's cheap whenever you're doing like one dollar scratch offs or whatever but people are addicted to doing those too you know yeah. talking about gambling I've been rambling about gambling for like people people do that like with everything like yeah. you see those old people in the gas station lines buying all the lottery scratchers and oh I'll take I'll take two of the show me cash and uh, I'll take three of the lotto. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, Jesus. It, yeah, it is crazy. But he... So, yeah, he stepped away, though, from pool for a while. But then his girlfriend's, like, from this rich kind of family and she's, like, going to... She's doing law studies and stuff and they go to some lawyer party that he's at. Talks to some guy, finds out he's been playing pool, which is Christopher Walken's character. Hell yeah. Which is her damn uncle, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> and takes him up to the pool tables. It's like some rich-ass lawyers and stuff up there playing for, like, serious stuff. And he's like, he just tanks all these guys. It changes Johnny's whole look at the party whenever somebody, you know, he didn't want to be in that, yeah. like, situation. He wanted to be out of it, out of a suit and everything, too, and... Uh, and as soon as he hears from walking that there's a table upstairs, he's like, "Let's let's go up there." Yeah. He's like, "I'm down for that." <laughs> so they got a table upstairs. He ends up making some crazy trick shot, which the wager was like giving her a warrior spot at the office. Yeah, <laughs> was what he was wagering against like Chris Walken's character's fucking nice car. His Porsche or whatever out front. Uh, Mercedes Benz. Just like... That, like, in a scenario like that, <coughs> as Johnny, even if you are as good as you are, he'd be like, dude, we met each other 45 minutes ago. You're going to put your damn Mercedes on the fact that I'm going to yeah. make this shot. We don't know each other, man. Yeah. Like, you got a lot of damn confidence in me. <laughs> but he makes the shot and he gets her the job. And Phil, yeah, uh, I was gonna just point out the like little part where Phil tells him he's just like, you know, you you don't got him, or he's like, you couldn't make that shot again in a million years after Walken makes it, and then that's what sets up Johnny to be like, I can make that shot. Yeah, and that's whenever the wager came into yeah. play. I just love that line where he's just like, you couldn't make that shot again in a million years. I don't have to make it again in a million years. I made it just now. <laughs> I, another <clears throat> that like one of the only lines that I actually remember that was great too was also walking was and he's like <laughs> he comes down he all pumped up and shit and he like finds John he's like that was great <laughs> you should have seen him up there you had him shaking like a dog shit in peach seat <laughs> he was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that shit was great too. just a great one liner I felt like he helped legitimize the movie in some ways that some of the other actors weren't as uh, known necessarily. Yeah. Like the one the one guy, Tang, was also in the you know, he was the young kid in the Ninja Turtles movie, the second Ninja Turtles. Yeah. From like like a whole decade before that. Um 
so yeah, it was interesting. There was some pros in that in that uh, film as well. Um, it's just kind of funny we finally got you watching that movie. It's like we'll just we'll put it in here because yeah. we used something Justin and me had talked about and everything. I uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I would say overall, like especially if you like. I liked it, you know, but if you like pool, like you would, you're definitely gonna like it. You know, how badass do you think that speech was that the walking gave him at the end? When oh, that, yeah, that was pretty damn life. good. Yeah, that was the other thing is you know Joe fucking his, him and his new guy Brad or whatever. Brad's a pro too. He fucked uh, Johnny's younger brother up in that yeah. game, and then he couldn't, like you said, he couldn't cover the bet, and they kicked his ass and said he had 24 hours. He, went, he fucking went to the pawn shop and, like, broke in. Yeah, then he robbed the shit and went to jail. Yeah. And that's, like, that's what led up to the big climax of the movie, and he had to play Brad for the money. And meanwhile, fucking Joe had uh, broken a few weeks earlier Johnny's, like, wrist. He yeah. fucked it up. Yeah, Joe he was out for blood on all of them after he got him jumped. Yeah. <clears throat> when I, but I mean, it's like, in a way, you're like, ah, oh, Joe, I, you get why he's doing it, because you're like, I mean, he's just showing you can't fuck with me kind of thing. Yeah. But like... He's trying to big dick him. But at the same time, it's like, hey, motherfucker, you fucked my entire life by not giving me these letters. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're the reason that I'm still in this fucking town to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> I love, like, just walking had some great lines. Like, Joe's like, he's like, you want to put it on the line, shoot it all. And stuff. And he's just in walking, like, you know, think about what you're doing. He's like, he's like, me, he's like, for me, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. He's like, but for you, he's like, do you have, he's like, <laughs> he's like, if I spend the money, he's like, if I lose it, he's like, if I lose a million, I get another million. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm a millionaire. Rich. Yeah, he's like, I'm a millionaire. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he's trying, he's like, take off your watch, take all the money I buy, and he just poisoned Joe, he's like, I want to take everything from you. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm going to leave you with nothing. <laughs> and then he throws it, he's like, throws him like a couple hundred or something like that, he's like, there's your gas money, Joe, he's like, you're going to need it. <laughs> the classic line, it just, it goes down, they're like, okay, man, it goes, it, like, it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then fucking it goes down to the last series, the last shot, and like, I think that Johnny knew what he was doing, and he sort of set it up to where he missed, like, he miscued, or not miscued, but he went a little too close. He's too good to not know what he was doing. Set himself up for that piece of shit shot, and that's whenever they were bitching about shooting, and Johnny's like, it's an easy shot, you know? Brad had a tough shot, and he's just like, I'll pay for that shot. It looks, you know, it, it's an easy shot, come on. And uh, yeah. they're like, come on. They're like, you wouldn't make that chat. He's like, well, how much is it? And then, no, Joe asks. He's like, well, how much is it worth to you, Johnny? It's Brad's shot, but he's like, how much is it worth to you? He was just once again trying to do the big dick thing where he's like, man, I could be fucked here, so I'm just going to try to throw the heat back on Johnny so he'll yeah. be fucked again. And Johnny takes the shot, pays for it. He's like, uh, he's like, this shot's probably worth a couple hundred bucks. He's like, and Joe laughs and how he's like, He's like a couple hundred. He's like, we're playing for, it's like 80 grand or something like that. And uh, he's like, offer me five dimes, you know, $5,000. He's like, and then we'll talk about how much the shot's worth, you know what I mean? And he's like, okay, fine. And, uh, you know, he takes the shot, but Johnny finds a loophole after this. I'll say, you know, he yeah. finds a loophole and he misses the shot. Yeah. It was a tough shot. And then, but he paid for Brad's shot. 
Yeah. And that's what he points out. He's like, this isn't an old trick. This is a new trick. He's like, he's like, I just paid $5,000 for your shot. And then he like, like takes air, uh, puts his hand up and is like, tell Brad to step away. He's like, now it's my shot. Would that work, you think, though? <laughs> uh, no, they would call you out or try to fucking exactly. beat the shit out of you. Exactly. Um, You'd be like, no, you're not shooting twice in a row. It was just so quick, and before they even were like, considering what the hell happened, he like, made the shot, and the game was over. And Johnny had more people on his side in the building than he did. Yeah. And his buddy showed up with all them and their guns and shit, and <laughs> they're like, Joe, we got some unfittest business. Started fucking him up, yeah. beating the shit out of Joe. Joe probably got killed, to be honest. <laughs> probably long overdue. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Man. So, yeah, movie reviews. So, I mean, better than you thought it'd be? I, I would say, I mean, you know, pool's never, like, been my forte of things anyways, but, like, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. It was entertaining. Because it was part pool, but it was also just kind of, like, part... There you was, could relate to it. There was the whole action like, gambling part to it, too, where it was like, you know, oh, you need, we're giving you this much time to pay this debt back, blah, blah, blah. There was, you know, yeah. there was a lot of that going on, too. So it was, same thing with, like, poker movies, you know? You don't have to really like poker or gambling to, like, get into those kind of movies, mm-hmm. necessarily. Like, 21, I think, is a great movie. Yeah. It's been a few years since I've watched it, but I always... Rain Man, pretty good movie. That's technically about poker. Yeah. But, um... Here's one more thing, I think, that I took note on that I wanted to bring up. I might look up the article, though, just to make sure. About pool junkies or segueing is another subject of... Uh... Something else. Did you want to say something about pool junkies? Oh, no. No, I was just... Let's see if I can find... Yeah. So this lady apparently, like, went to her friend's house or whatever. She got there a little bit before her, and she saw, like, uh, some powder in a bag. And in her mind, she's just like, oh, this is cocaine. That's what she's thinking, right? So she dumped a little bit of this stuff out, and she did it. Well, it turned out it was not cocaine. It was like pure before it was tampered with at all just like pure form LSD apparently and a powder form which I never even heard of honestly but like it was a pure LSD powder form and she snorted it and it was apparently a pretty fat line (laughs) because she did 55 milligrams so that's like and it was oh, say say if you your normal dose, which people would consider, I guess, like a hit, would be a normal dose of acid, I suppose. Mm-hmm. If that's a normal dose, she snorted up, thinking it was cocaine, snorted up fifty five times the normal dose. Get to knock your ass into a coma <laughs> if it's in, like if if that would be anything like what they uh, what they described her state was. Um, she was, cause yeah, like isn't she like that had to fuck her up beyond belief. Apparently, probably hoping it was. Blown, they though. said the trip itself was, cause she, her roommate, the girl that she saw the bag of powder out that she did the line from, yeah. anyways, got home, I guess, and you know, in time to see her, and was like, she said she spent the next twenty four hours straight. In a chair, 
blacked out, convulsing, talking to herself, and vomiting off and on for 24 hours. Um, but after that, apparently, she, it, like, it cured, for one, it cured her morphine withdrawal addiction. Because apparently she had a like a morphine addiction. Mm-hmm. She had no need for morphine when she came out of the trip. She had chronic foot pain going on the trip. She had no more chronic foot pain. And apparently she had Lyme's disease. And she doesn't have that anymore. So like something mentally snapped in her head. And all that shit's gone. It's, abs- like, it's crazy to think something could like psychologically reanalyze. You know and configurate your mind. To or heal even, physical even your, even problems. Your Sometimes things in your mind need to heal for your body to feel like it's actually better. Like to tell you to tell, you know, to tell uh, your body to keep going and whatnot uh, mentally. It's just it's crazy how many things have to do with mentality. But who really knows the the full story in the situation of you know what it could have done? Like I guess if they say it's healed, it's just. There's no way anybody would recommend that, though. <laughs> or recommend that anybody would ever do Just like, that okay, much of anything. So, you've been diagnosed with thyroid cancer. But, my idea is I'm going to give you 110 hits of acid. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go home and you're going to lick that sheet clean. And then you're gonna you're gonna probably have a really bad next twenty five hours, but when you come out, you you might feel you might feel better. You might be clear. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll sweat the cancer out of your system from terrified being terrified enough that you'll just get rid of the bad endorphins in your body. <laughs> the, Literally that, like, expel them. Maybe she threw up the toxin in her body. It's hard to imagine what, like, it, the, the damage has to be detrimental in another way to your mind, though, after that. You know, oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some, there something in her, her mind can't be the same. She had to fry yeah, herself yeah. a little That's bit. That's what I was thinking, like, you know, people, if your temperature gets above, like, what is, I don't know if it's 105, 106, like, I've heard people's brains are fried, like, you're, you're completely different. Your thought process, your vocal pattern, your... I had to get head rushed. injuries, head injuries, and shit like that changed the way you operate. Oh yeah. Else. I think um, I don't know a lot more affects stuff than you think. Like you're not always as fine as you thought. Um, Sam Kennison, the comedian, they always talk about how he was like uh, going to school to be a pastor, and he was big in his youth group and stuff. Then he had a really really bad car accident, and when he came out, he was like Sam Kennison. You know, yeah. He was real outrageous and loud and obnoxious, and he, then he became on drugs it and alcohol, him. and it, yeah, it just he was a different person coming out of a bad accident. And I kind of thought in my head recently about like Antonio Brown, if any head injuries in football have anything to do with the way he's acting now. Yeah, because like the dude was just a good MVP status player that kept his mouth shut forever. And then all of a sudden, it all started with the, I don't want to get rid of my helmet with the Raiders. And ever since that moment, it's all just been crazy shit. Yeah, like sometimes people go off the rocks, like off the fucking, they, you know. So I'm saying maybe he knocked off the his head around too many times. Yeah. And then just like some, some action 
set him off where he was like, no, you know what? Fuck this. And now that's just who he is. Yeah. It's crazy, but... I have thought about that because I'm like, he's he's got to be one of the biggest cases of self-sabotage in sports history. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not out of the realm <laughs> of possibility. And now because they've centralized their focus around that, they're going to make a headline out of out of most anything he does that's, you know. Well, everything that he's headlines. been in the news for for the past year and a half has been bad shit. And it all literally has yeah. been bad shit. Yeah. It's been chucking stuff out of his apartment or yelling at cops. <laughs> Or throwing fits to your athletic trainers and your freaking coaches. Like, he's just doing shit to fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, you could say, oh, the media is just treating him bad, but, like, he's being a moron. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, if he wasn't acting like an imbecile, then he wouldn't it's, constantly be getting talked about for being an imbecile. It's not, yeah, it's not coming out of nowhere. He's he's saying a lot of foolish things. And doing. Just, like, shut the fuck up. I don't think that's what a lot of celebrities and athletes and things realize is the best thing to do at times. They, like, think that they need to, oh, this motherfucker's saying something about me. I'm gonna fucking tell them or oh I don't think this is right in the world so I'm gonna speak out about it shut the fuck up <laughs> and do what you're being paid millions of goddamn dollars to do and besides that I agree. shut the fuck up it's like I'm not even saying the points <laughs> that they're trying to make don't need to be made I'll go as that far and I'll at least say that but like it isn't your job like yeah you have a platform to do it but it's like sometimes it's just too much it's like you're why are you think you're so fucking high and mighty that everyone should listen to you. you Everybody I mean? has, you know, that we have social media, so in this day and age, yeah, everybody does have the right to share their opinions online. Like, that's... It is... It's not a bad thing, but, like, it is the fact of them having the influence to be like, yeah, oh, this is the right thing, or, oh... Or, like, putting up dumb shit, like in the Antonio Brown situation, or even that freaking what's-his-face, boozy badass or whatever, talking about Dwayne Wade cutting, like, his kid's dick off, which isn't even happening. It's just the dude wants to, like, his kid decided that he was a girl at this age, and Dwayne Wade's like, okay, you know, I'm going to be supportive of that. And then Boozy Badass, the rapper, just, like, came out online and is like, don't cut your kid's dick off, man! It's like, nobody said that was even happening. Shut the fuck up. Oh, God. It's all gotta be... It's just interesting because there's so much... Um, there's so much less, like, crime and shit, really, than there's ever been, especially considering the amount of people there are in the country now. But the outrage is just more than ever. I mean, crime is obviously still happening all the time, but like... It, but it's less than it's ever been, <laughs> you know? There's more... Like, the stuff that is happening is being inflamed and, you know, and over-promoted so much, like, because, you you know, it's gotta be... It's gotta polarize the population, and they gotta get it out there. And, you know what I mean? It's, it's not... 
I mean, you live, like we live in St. Louis, it's not, which is a crime city. Regardless, like of what they say, it's like it's still, it's still not like what, earlier we were talking about like the West. Even it's still like it's not anything close to that. It is so much more civilized. But we have law all across the you know? board. You know, we have morals and law and what's right and wrong and like what you're it's supposed just like, to do and not supposed to do. And some people are still just, you know. Yeah. It's just, but it's just lower than it's ever been. And yeah. it's not even close. It's not even remotely close. Because people are growing as as humanity as a whole I guess. is growing. We're doing worse destruction in other places, though. I mean, yeah. But, like, overall, I think as humanity goes on, we're starting to know more of, like, what's right and wrong. And what's not okay to do to others and what's, like, what is the right thing. And we're starting, you know, everybody's now, include, like, everybody, at, at least in America, everybody's, you know, starting to kind of get on an equal level a little more. Like, it's not as negative in a lot of aspects like that. Because most people aren't like that anymore. Like, Old West days, it was literally like, I'm, I'm for me and my family. I don't give a fuck about humanity as a whole. A lot of people, though... I'm here for the, my personal family's game. A lot of people, that most, a lot of people are really still like that, though. It's on on social media, you're going to self-promote that you care about everything and everyone I and think more. This. I do but think most more people, people are like that. Most people care genuinely the most about themselves, their situation, their family, and that's what they're going to vote on. How it affects them personally. Not how it affects the whole, and that's most people still, for sure. It's the easiest to do that, though. Just because um, that, that is, we're humans, so we have feelings and emotions and hearts, and those are the people that we care about. So they're the, like, when we're thinking about our personal situation, they're the people we're going to include in our situation. Yeah. So, like, it's hard not to do that still, but I do think that we think more about everyone now. Like, as a whole, like, we do think more about minorities and, you know, like, I I think that everybody kind of does understand that some of the shit that we've done for a long time isn't okay. I think the intentions are good. I think the the way everyone's correcting it or overcorrecting it or attempting to to overcorrect it is being done horridly. Yeah, horridly. I don't think that that's that's once like, again that's though. Problem. I don't think that that is the majority. I think that that's goes back to the whole social media thing where Those there there is a group online that can say stuff and spread articles, and it makes it seem like more than what it actually is. You know what I mean? It's because they have the loudest voices. They the extremists. Yeah. Kind of like with the whole, I'm not even trying to be a downer or anything with any of that stuff, but like the whole, uh, I don't really have much of a personal opinion, but because I don't listen to her, but the whole freaking Lizzo thing of like making it about Lizzo's beauty or oh my God, Lizzo and this dress and Lizzo at this event. It's like, you guys are fucking this up more than anybody. Yeah. Because, like, with Adele's thing, like, a lot of people are like, oh, Adele wasn't the prettiest. But Adele had a damn good voice. Oh, yeah. And that's what it was about. Exactly. Like, Adele put out albums 
and it was about her music. Like, oh, she's good. And that's all you cared about. But with Lizzo now, it's like Lizzo's a heavier girl. Yeah. And she's an African-American girl. So now society does kind of just it feel like they're like, oh, we have to stand up for this. Like, we no, can't. No, that's, that's the small fucking group that's louder than fucking annoying. Is with the is. whole... They're standing up. They're like... Because they're making it something it shouldn't be. It's... You know what I mean? Like, every, the social justice people are the worst And that's, that's the thing that it doesn't bother me. Like, if Lizzo puts up all these pictures on her Twitter, on her Instagram, of her in thongs and stuff, like, okay. But if, if you guys are going to be, say... Hey, you know, look at this. She's beautiful. This is awesome. I'm proud to see this. That's entirely fine. But then don't get pissed off when Kate Upton or Holly Berry post a picture and a thong. You can't you can't then be like, "Well, this is just disgusting. I don't want to see this on my news feed." blah blah blah. Cuz if if Lizzo's allowed to do it, everybody's allowed to do it. All these people <laughs> purely are looking for a reason to be outraged. To be honest, there's not an issue there if you don't create an issue there. And the moment you project, they cast the spotlight on something like that. It's it becomes important because we have nothing else to be outraged about. So let's find something. I I can't even think of anybody that is, um, actually saying like negative. Like I I have not seen really anybody say negative things about it. I just seen people say they want it out of the fucking news. The whole like it's just you know situations like that. That's the thing too is. All of a sudden, I feel like... And the, out, not, the outrage, so much outrage, like, so many things have already been dealt with the last few years, and, like, some of the outrage is just... It's unwarranted because it's just, like, it's so, 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 so few people compared to what they put on the news. Yeah. It's, I don't it's think... It's inadequate amount of people. Like, it's not fucking... It's not as big of a deal as... You know what I mean? But I don't know. That's personal opinion. I think... There's better things to fucking worry about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> than just. I just like, don't get because I this is this isn't me saying either that Lizzo like that it's okay to treat anybody else like shit. Like no, it's not okay that in society for a long time that people are automatically just like looked down on heavier people or whatever. Like that's that wasn't ever okay. No, but now to. It almost seems so different and backwards now. It is. That it's it's pulling people that <laughs> apart even more by being like Well, they're like there, there's a side that's like now if you're a pretty girl and you have pictures in lingerie or something, all of a sudden it's like this tramp, I don't wanna see her, blah blah blah. That's fucked that's just as fucked up to do that shit to yeah. somebody else. Like you're still not considering somebody's feelings. And it's not about Lizzo's music anymore because you're making it about the way she looks. Oh yeah, they they make it they make it like fucking like you can't just stand like, up for one group of people and then diss and trash another group of people and act like you're not the bullies. They're well, that's exactly what they're doing. They're so they think they're doing the righteous social justice cause, and they're they're like. They're like, agree with... That is what a dictatorship and a tyrannical fucking government of people do. If you don't agree with this, that's fucked up. You better agree with us. She's pretty. She makes good... You know, she does all this. If you don't agree with them, you're fucked up. 
and all these other assumptions about you. That goes back to because like they the bully thing, people you know? into into doing that, and it's like, the it's like those are such thing. nonsense voices. Where they're such in the forefront that they're a big part of our news and a big part of what we hear and people like hold them to a higher thing. But it's like, same with the athletes and Antonio Brown, shut the fuck up and just play football. <laughs> like, with the Lizzo thing, it's not even her doing it, but like, she's a singer. Everybody, shut the fuck up and listen to her music and like it or don't. But like leave her in a thong at a basketball game out of it because I don't really give a fuck <laughs> I, I can't I don't really like I have like I have opinions and stances on the like I guess overall part of it but I don't have strong stances on like her and that situation because I don't really I haven't looked in or read into it that much like I know like I know I guess fundamentally what parts of it are but I don't I haven't really looked into like her and the situation like that much so it doesn't really I don't have a strong opinion about her or her music I haven't listened to like any that. of her music but, but that's the thing I yeah. haven't gone out you of my just, way to listen to her music like, I've just seen so much about you, her yeah you've just seen like people like some not even people outraged but people discussing the outrage and their opinion on it and stuff like that it's like Jesus and it, it even goes more like it goes just as much for the other side cause now you got the people that are pooling like if you don't call her like if you don't say that this is acceptable and this is beautiful which is like it, it's acceptable I'll say that like you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want but it shouldn't be goddamn talked about all over the place it the thing is it's, it's pulling the other people further away though the people that were like i don't originally would have not cared yeah it's now pulling them to the side of being assholes where they're like well i think she looks like shit yeah, because yeah. this side is trying to pull them so far that all it's doing <laughs> is pulling people further apart oh yeah 100 <laughs> havoc that's why that's why it can't be fully said that everything is moving in like the right direction because there's a lot of things that are moving in the right direction that are actually progressing naturally but there's a lot of things that are just it, like it's so against the grain and things are going to end up fucking you know irresistible force meeting the immovable object fucking type of situation that's all it is is happening in society like so that's much that's all it has been for a while it's going like. to get it's going to get like way ugly before this year's over it's going to get it's not. I mean, it was pretty, pretty ugly four years ago, yeah. so it's not like it. I already know but that's about to be. That the wasn't where it started. Like it's it's well, I mean, yeah, some of the stuff, I guess, but it was like it was brewing under under yeah, Ryan. But I mean, yeah. Trump coming to the forefront kind of trumpety Trump really start a lot of shit. Who plays the trumpet? And now it's gonna be. You look at the group of Democrats. You look at Trump, and it's literally just gonna be. <laughs> Idiot versus idiot. Mini Mike Bloomberg. Like, I swear. <laughs> I was thinking about... I'm not going to vote for either of them I was again. thinking about putting... Um, and we don't have to get, like, overly deep on even politics or anything. So we'll probably want to wrap up. Yeah, we'll wrap this up anyway. in just a second. Um, we get hit it up before or at two hours or whatever. Um, what I was going to say is, like, it's funny because he's, like, essentially buying his way through like the election and stuff right now and it's like the exact thing that Trump did and everybody hated it and it's like well Bloomberg's not fucking, going to win no I don't, I don't think so either because I don't think I don't know one person that we're talking about really voting for him seriously he is all over right now though yeah. I'll give there's, him that there's memes about his 
his content just over flooding everything. It's being shoved down people's throats. Yeah. Mike Bloomberg and Lizzo all over the goddamn place. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to something else. Yeah. The XFL, that's what should be in the news. The XFL is picking up some steam. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk. You know, we'll talk about the some. Blues are still kicking some ass. We need to talk about hockey playoffs. Will be happening soon. We need to Basketball talk about playoffs too. With some of the guests we have, like that, it's just going to be presented more in an entertaining way. But there's always strong stances that come into play, so it's going to be uh, interesting what happens. And um, anyway, yeah, fucking, we never really got deep into politics on this podcast, though. It's almost better just because I don't want to. If I'm going to talk about politics, I'm going to do a generalization because I don't really, I don't want to put out my political view or my political message to anybody because I don't want to. Don't all, all that like, does is deter people. Yeah. Like you're ne- you're going to gain nothing from constantly shoving your political views onto people. I because like I don't I really don't mind talking about it, but I'm not like trying to actively convince anyone of anything. I guess like I'll make my points and they'll sound. You know, very strong, of course, like that. But it's like, you know, I don't know. The discussion, this I like, I like having the discussion too, because I like to know why people, you know, see things in certain ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I don't know. With an election coming up this year, I know we'll get into it a little more as it goes on. Yeah, but it, we'll we'll see when and where that day. actually occurs. So, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've been a lot more. It'll be an exciting year. That's going to say. So, so Steyer dropped out though. Pete dropped out. He dropped out today. Damn. Yeah. Wow. We'll see what the it, fuck well, happens. It, it just from my kind of analysis from it thus far, it'll probably come down to Sanders or Biden, most likely. Yeah. But we shall see. I guess as time I goes fucking, on. Um, I was going to say the Battlehawks transition into something better, like. Three and one. Yeah. Two home games. First two home games. Slaughtered fucking the goddamn Guardians and the Dragons last night. Was it both games? Season ticket holder? Was a fun time, that's, though. Yeah, they're, fucking, they're pretty reasonable for three, the first year, huh? Three and one already. Like, that's that's pretty good. It's a very early sample size. Yeah. And the season's only ten games, regular season. But the way it looks, man, we got a good team. Yeah, I'm optimistic about St. Louis sports, of course, going forward. And See if some of these XFL athletes will, you know, pick up steam and become big athletes, get endorsements, and be on sports oh, yeah. more. And yeah. See if the XFL can, because the last, you know, the first one the XFL was kind of a flop, but it, I, it gave yeah. us some big names. I'm pretty sure Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode, was in the XFL, the original one. Maybe I think that's where he got his start. Vince McMahon, he's got to. He can't live with failure, though. He's got to make this work. Yeah, he better. I, I feel like that's the case. Just knowing who, you know, just observing who Vince is, how he's got to like, not necessarily drive the competition out of business, but just put on the very best product he possibly can. Yeah, there's no and, way and, he's and make, budging the NFL. Yeah, but he'll he's gonna he'll at least. I think the XFL at least will survive a little longer. I was going to say, I was going to actually throw the XFL in as maybe one of the good, the bad, and the shits, but I was like, well, I mean, to be honest, it, it can only really be underrated right now because we really don't know that much about it, and it's just gaining ground, gaining ground. Like, it hasn't gained enough ground for it to be, like, overrated, you know what I mean? Yeah. It hasn't, like, you haven't seen enough. It's like, sometimes you need that sample size and everything, so, I don't know, you gotta go to a game, man. 
Yeah, I'm, I'll probably hit one up eventually. So, damn, I guess we can wrap up whenever. Yeah. Episode 20. Pretty, pretty, I think it's been a pretty stacked content episode. We talk, We covered a lot of stuff. I think so, too. We'll make 25 a big one. That's going to be the quarter century mark, but that's still another five away. So, we'll definitely be putting some milestone marking episodes up here soon. And we're going to be able to legally party with our next episode. Yeah, Epic Casting the Spotlight turns 21 episodes old. Exciting. Yeah, so we will, uh, everybody will hear from us again pretty soon. Got a studio change coming up here. We're going to be doing this in a different studio from now on. <laughs> yeah. Set up, uh, set up some stuff and It'll get it going on over there. See if we have one more episode here if we will be in the new studio next episode, I guess. Yeah, show. either way. It's changing. Content will be changing in the rest of 2020. We'll be hitting everybody hard with good content. So, All right. All right. 20 in. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Keep listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.